your flagship home for ODU football. WVSP-FM HD1 Yorktown, ESPN Radio 94.1. It's time for the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show. We're live at Wild Wing Cafe off Sam's Drive in Chesapeake, serving up hot wings, cold beer, and good times. Tonight's show is brought to you by Team Monarch Partners. Pepsi, the official soft drink of ODU Athletics. Pepsi, that's what I like. Cox Business. Cox Business Cloud Solutions offers a suite of cloud services to help you get the most out of your IT environment. Learn more at coxbusiness.com slash cloud. The Virginia Lottery. $11 billion to Virginia's K-12 public schools since 1999. The Virginia Lottery. A win for education. ODU Online, home or away, ODU Online makes it easy to take your classes with you. Visit oduonline.edu slash team to learn more. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group, Atlantic Bay lends peace of mind by putting you first every step of the way. Optima Health and Sentara Healthcare. At Optima Health, we improve health every day by providing members with quality, cost-effective health care. And Chartway Credit Union. Chartway awards $25,000 every year to the ODU Athletic Scholarship Fund for our student-athletes' pursuit of excellence. Chartway, the official credit union of ODU Athletics. And now, live from Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake, here's the voice of the Monarchs, Ted Alexander on the ODU Sports Radio Network. Oh, there is nothing like this time of year. It's getting darker a little bit earlier. The leaves are starting to turn. There's a chill in the air. And the Monarchs are playing great football. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Wild Wing Cafe and the latest edition of the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show. Monarchs coming off a 49-21 pasting of Coastal Carolina down in coastal uh, South Carolina. Conway, to be exact. And they're gearing up for homecoming 2022. And the Georgia Southern Eagles are flying into town. And they've been here before, a couple of times before, broke a couple of hearts before. Hopefully we'll be taking care of that. With the coach, Ricky Ronnie. Coach, welcome to your show. Uh, glad to have you here. And it's a wonderful October evening outside. Ah, football in the air. We're after the bye week and the Monarchs are starting to cook. Yeah, I was wondering uh, where Andy was. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's, it's good to have you back. Oh, there we go. Uh, you know, uh, Thanks to Andy for filling in last week. No, it's great to have you back. Uh, no, it's... Uh, you know, it's obviously, this. you know, we're halfway through the year, obviously, and, uh, you know, you like to put together a game like that where you play really well on both sides of the ball. And, and uh, you know, I think the guys are, are starting to, you know, see the uh, fruits of their labor and things like that. So, obviously, we've got to continue to, you know, practice well and play well and those sort of things. But, you know, that was, that was, a, good, uh, that was a good game for our team. At this time of year, does time fly by or does it drag? Or both, depending it, on the instance. Yeah, it, 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 it's like parenting. Where like each day takes forever, but each year goes by fast, you know, <laughs> yes. um, you know, I think that it, it's a little bit like that. I mean, you know, the days, you know, you're constantly working or whatever, and sometimes those tend to drag on just, you know, and just depending on what you're doing. And, you know, maybe you're dealing with some stuff outside of uh, football and those sort of things. But the years in general, all of a sudden you turn around and it's over. And, and, uh, and, and that is always amazing how quickly those go by. You know, you, you feel like, you know, you just had week six of last year. You know what I mean? Not, not this one. So I think that those tend to go by really, really fast. And, you know, I mean, I'm in my, what, 17th year of coaching or whatever it is, 16th year. I don't even know anymore. And, and I just, that seems insane to me, you know, to say that. So, um, yeah, it, it, they do go by fast, but, you know, each and every week goes by fast, but each day kind of doesn't, you know. A great start for the team. I believe first lead uh, on an f- opening drive this year. What worked? What do you, and, and what does that do for not only the unit that's out there, the offensive unit that drives for the touchdown, but for the rest of the team in terms of instilling confidence? Yeah, that, I mean, I thought we did a really nice job in the uh, game planning process of putting our guys in a position and giving them angles and, uh, and things like that and taking advantage of some situations that we had. And, and then I thought our players uh, did a great job of executing that plan and, and really on, on both sides of offense and defense. You know, it's funny, you know, our special teams has been so dominant for so long. And in th- this game, we just kind of played level. Uh, we didn't really do anything great or anything uh, horrible. And, and, and so to be able to 
you know, win like that without our special teams making game-changing plays was, was different for us. You know, that was, that was new for us. And so that was, that was kind of nice to see, too, because sometimes we depend on them to spark us, and, and this time we, we did it on offense and defense, which is nice. You mentioned the, the running game and the improvements and the angles and those types of things. We also saw Martin Wootsma in the lineup a little bit. You were using different tight end arrangements than perhaps we've noticed before. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, we're just trying to give our guys the best opportunity to succeed. And, and uh, you know, Martin's a, a good football player and, and somebody who, you know, loves the game and plays really, really hard and does things the right way. So um, we wanted to reward him with an opportunity to go out there and impact the game, in which, you know, he was able to do. Um, you know, I, I was happy with a lot of our guys. I thought, uh, you know, I thought we blocked really well downfield to wide receiver position. Um, I thought the, the our other, you know, our two our veteran tight ends, you know, um, uh, played really, really well. Dante Anthony and Isaiah Spencer, I thought they played well. Koontz did not play. We Update on him. Do we know anything? Is it, is it day-to-day, week-to-week, or just a, a mystery that uh, you'll keep to yourself at this moment? But uh, Yeah, probably the last one. Okay. Uh, mystery I'll keep to myself. I mean, they, they're, they're, you know, we're going to keep uh, trying to get him better, and, 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 and you know, Koontz is going to do everything right in, in, in those sort of things. We all know that. I mean, um, he was there, obviously, on the trip, and, yep. and, and he provided a lot of great leadership on the trip and all those sort of things. So that was great um, to see, and I know the guys appreciated that, and I know, I know you know, he loved being there, too, to, to be a part of that. There's got to be part of a, some sentiment where you are certainly never going to bring anybody back too soon, but you think about someone who potentially has a, a wonderful future in the game. You don't want to risk that at all either, so you're going to be very conservative with anything you do, correct? I mean, we're going to be that way with anybody, yeah. uh, but it's funny. You know, I mean, there's there's guys who, you know, are playing that are pretty hurt that you guys don't know about, you know, and, and uh, you know, they, they just are battling through and doing some things. You know, we're not going to put anybody out there who um, can make it worse, right, you know, or, or do something like that. Um, but, the, you know, that, that's part of any athletic endeavor is you're going to have some – some, some bumps and bruises and things like that, and you got to be able to battle through and, and figure out, hey, which ones are, uh, are, are need to keep me out and I'm injured, and, and which ones am I am I hurt? You know, I mean, there's a, there's there's a different uh, there's a difference in those two things, and I think our training staff does a wonderful job on that, and, and our kids um, have really been doing a nice job of communicating on, on where they're at with those sort of things as well. Well, that and who steps up and who seizes the opportunity? Who's going to be the next Lou Gehrig to Wally Paper or Tom Brady to Drew Bledsoe, and who's going to take that opportunity? And suddenly it's my job now, and they get a chance. Everybody just wants a chance, and when you get it, you've got to seize it, right? Yeah, and I think that that's the that thing that's really special in a team game is, you know, who can go in there and make some impacts that maybe they haven't made before. You know, I mean, I think everyone, you know, wants to point out, and rightfully so, you know, DJ Mack, you know, was able to go into the game um, in, in a couple packages we had and make some plays and, and uh, you know, made a major impact on the game in, in, a, in a short amount of time. And, and you know, he'd earned that through, through how he'd been practicing and things like that. You know, obviously Hayden's been playing some really good ball, so, you know, we didn't want to do anything that was going to take him out of his rhythm. But like you saw, I mean, he was the first guy to congratulate DJ on those things, and, and he knows what that can bring to our offense and, and, and bring to our team, you know, in certain situations. So, um, you know, every, we're going to find ways to get guys on the field to make plays, um, whatever that is, you know, and, and sometimes making a play is making a block, sometimes making a play is scoring a touchdown, sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it's kicking off. Whatever it is, we're going to put guys in position to as many guys as we can to make an impact on the game. You brought up DJ Max, a touchdown run first, and that was wonderful. We know he's capable of doing that, but my favorite play was D, from DJ was the fact that he threw it, the touchdown pass to Isaiah Spencer, and showed that that's part of the package as well. How much did that touchdown pass help not only that game, but the future in terms of people trying to figure out how to stop Old Dominion? Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a great play. I mean, uh, we executed it pretty well, um, you know, and, and, and we were able to see some things there. And, and, and obviously, uh, I thought that was a great play design and, and uh, you know, well executed right there. Um, I thought it was called at the proper time as well. Um, you know, and, and uh, I think it, it's really important, you know, you know, in our past, you know, we, we, we've designed some pretty good, uh, you know, RPOs and, and, and things like that, and, and that was another way to put that on tape. And we've done actually a really good job of RPOs this year, and, and we need to continue to because I think that's only going to help our running game. And that, that has been part of the thing that's, that's helped us in the, in, in the run game but also in the pass game. I mean, the very first completion of the game is an RPO, and, um, you know, no one else knows that. I mean, it looks like a 
just a regular old you know play action pass you know what I mean so I think that things like that are going to give us a chance to you know continue to create explosive plays how do you learn offensively and defensively to know when to spring the trap when to get that play called and executed at the perfect time because you can execute it perfectly but if it's not the right time the other guys are going to be ready for it or execute against you yeah, I think it's the perfect time when it works. Uh, I mean, I, I, I've been positive that I've called a play at a perfect time, and then, um, you know, it doesn't work. And then it's not the perfect time, whether it got, gets, you know, maybe it got dropped or a guy gets beaten in, uh, at the line of scrimmage or maybe it's just a poor throw or whatever. And then I've had some other times where, you know, I've called a play and I've literally said to myself, that was the worst play call I've ever had, and uh, then they score a touchdown. <laughs> You're like... All right, well, sweet, you know, and, and so... I, <laughs> That's I, true. I, if it doesn't work, it's not the perfect time for yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, and so it is an art, and, and, you know, to be able to call plays at certain times and things like that because you want to get them when they're going. It's, it's a little bit, you know, it's, it, it's really cool and fun because it is a little bit of art and it's a little bit of science as well, right? You can look at the numbers and know all these sort of things, but it's not 100%. If it was 100%, I mean, we'd always be right, you know. So um, it is an interesting point, but I, I think that it's a little bit of both, but then also, you know, that's why... You know, those great play callers, they have, a great, they have a good feel for when those certain things need to be brought out. It is the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show from Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake. We're flashing back to the big win over Coastal Carolina, a previously unbeaten Chanticleer team. Your defense flying around again, seven sacks, and it's not just one or two guys. It's just about everybody getting to the quarterback in those sack situations. 25 sacks for the season leads the Sun Belt Conference third in the country, Coach. And you got to love the idea that you put the pressure on the quarterback and everything else can be much more difficult for that offense. Well, I think it's uh, one thing I think needs to be pointed out is really is team defense. I mean, you know, some of those, you know, you know, the corners caused a couple sacks through their coverage, but then they also blitzed a couple times and, and did some great things. You know, we got some linebackers making some plays. The defensive line, the interior defensive linemen are collapsing the pocket. The edge guys are, are, are you know, are setting the edges, and then we're able to play hard and get it. Usually wasn't the first guy there. We were playing with such great effort that we were getting there a second time, and, and that requires some, some coverage downfield, right? If the first read is open, I mean, you're, you're going to be hard-pressed to ever get a sack on the, you know, that way. So you have to be able to get, uh, get the quarterback to the second read, and I thought we did a fantastic job of that. And then we got the guy on the ground. We kept, we kept the cage on him, which he, he's very good at, ex, at, at moving around, extending plays. And that's where I thought we did, we did such a nice job is we kept the cage. You know, early in that first drive, you know, he scrambled for a first down, and it was, um, I think it, it got all of us coaches a little nervous, but then the guys responded and, and kept the cage on him the rest of the game. And we saw on that first drive how effective he could be, Grayson McCall, with his legs. How patient does one have to be to keep the cage intact? Yeah, I mean, it's a fine line between being patient and being aggressive, right? Because you can't just stand there at the line of scrimmage and just just hold your ground. You have to be able to still get pushed, still work on edges and do those sort of things and trust, you know, that you trust your training and, and where you need to go and all those, you know, and, and those different things. Use your hands well and get loose. And I think that that's, that's what we did a really nice job of. It was nice seeing the score early. It's nice having the lead. It's nice seeing the defense fly around. But it was also really nice after Coastal would score, maybe a one-play 75-yard drive, the Monarchs bounce back immediately and take the atmosphere out of the building once again. How yeah, appreciative thought, of that were you? Yeah, so I thought the, uh, there were three really big plays in the game. I thought the fifth play of the game was a big play. Um, I've talked about this in my press conference. Um, it was an incompletion that Hayden threw the ball away. Um, so I wasn't open. Yeah, it, it, we just didn't quite get the coverage we thought, and then it, and then it was a little. We, we we had some issues with with our with our route on that one, which is fine. And instead of you know risking it, Aiden threw it away and lived to play another day and go down and score. So I thought that was that was excellent. And then I thought another one was, um, you know, the third and twenty-two. Um, they ran a nice twist. We picked up. The, we we stopped the penetrator, which you have to do. But the other guy got free. Uh, Hayden did an unbelievable job. Um, I mean, it, it'll live in uh, teach tapes in my office for a long time but you know he took the he took the shoulder away brought the ball with him stepped up made the guy miss looked downfield hit Ali in the hole um, and then we were able to get a 27 yard gain and the very next play was the touchdown you talked about with DJ um, the touchdown pass to Isaiah Spencer 
So I think that, you know, and that was when it was 28-14 and they just, you know, had some things like that. So I thought that that was a, a, a major, major, major play in the game. Um, and, it, and it gave us, you know, confidence that, yeah, hey, they're not coming back on us. And because and guess what? If you look at them, they thought they were going to come back. Yep. They were positive they were going to come back because they had done it all year long. So um, I, I, was, I, I thought that was a huge play in the game. How difficult, and, and for those of us that love watching football, we watch a lot of football all fall long. To make a running play to avoid the rush and throw it accurately, how hard is that? Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard. Obviously, you work on it a lot. You know, it's what, you know, what a lot of our ind- individual periods uh, consist of with the quarterbacks is pocket movement. We'll put up, you know, we'll put people there and move them around, but also have people downfield so that their eyes are downfield on what they're supposed to be reading. Um, we'll put... Um, you know, pop-up dummies in the way and that sort of thing. So they, they can't just, like, throw the ball low. They have to be able to, you know, do those sort of things. I thought, in general, Hayden's pocket movement has really uh, progressed from game, certainly from last year, but it, even, you know, from game one till now. That's been a major factor. I thought he's done some, some really good things with that. Well, and once avoiding the first thing, I'm thinking about that play you mentioned, because he almost became a, a slinger right there because that's what he had to do to complete the ball. He got past the first wave and the duress right there, but still had to make an accurate throw on the run with his feet not set or anything like that. He just had to get his arm to get it there and he did, and I, I thought that was a really good play. Yeah, he did a nice job of pointing his shoulder at his target and, and all those sort of things. You know, I mean, you still got to get, you still got to stay balanced. There's still basic tenets of how you need to throw the ball unless you're, you know, Pat Mahomes, but like you know, everybody else still has to stay balanced, and, and uh, I thought he did a really nice job of that. Ali did a great job of not running into the next defender and finding the hole, especially once he saw Hayden running. Um, so, you know, I mean, there was a lot of really, really nice things. He, he, the pass protection was nice. Like I said, if you don't stop the penetrator there, it's a sack. You know, so you got to stop the penetrator and give the quarterback an opportunity to do what he did. And, and I thought that, you know, little things like that are, are going to get overlooked sometimes. Monarchs a 49-21 win. We'll talk about the record-setting performance from Blake Watson and the Monarchs earning the Sunbelt Conference Defensive Player of the Week honors. But uh, just what did you tell the team after the big victory on the road against an undefeated Chanticleer team? Yeah, I mean, I'm so talkative after wins, you know. Um, it looked like there was an edit in the social media thing I saw, though. What was going on with that? I, well, there's, al- like- there's always going to be an edit. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, yeah, you know, I... Uh, uh, yeah, I was I was raised the right way, but I, I think you know uh, I have a little bit of a um, I don't know a potty mouth, I guess that people call it. Um, but I I I, I, uh, it's, I speak. I like to think that I'm a genuine person, and I speak the way I speak uh, to our guys, and, and they know that they're going to get the on, they're going to get an honest opinion from me all the time, and, and it's going to be genuine. Um, and I just told them the better team won. You know, and I thought that that was the truth. And, uh, um, you know, obviously there, there's some other things that happen afterwards that I'm not a part of with, with uh, Diet Cokes and, and chicken heads and things like that. Um, but uh, I usually say my piece and get out of there um, because I, I want those guys to be able to celebrate with each other. And, and uh, I certainly I don't I, I want to be I don't want to be uh, anywhere near the uh, center of attention on that, that, that those guys need to celebrate with each other and, and, and remember those moments because those are the moments they're going to remember, you know. I mean, I, tr- I did talk to our team about that this week is you got you to enjoy the process. you got to enjoy those moments because, you know, those are the things you're going to remember. You're going to remember Friday nights. You're going to remember um, the little things. You're not always going to remember what happened on third and six. You know what I mean? Some guys will. I mean, I do. But, like, you remember – I remember, like, bad plays. Yep. You know what I mean? All the great things I remember from my college playing experience and high school playing experience are the things off the field and the interactions I have with, with my friends and all those sort of things. All the negative stuff I remember are the bad plays. Like, I mean, I told my guys, I wake up once a week thinking about a, the last play I had inside Sholkoff Stadium, which is what Cor- where Cornell plays, because I fumbled. You know, against Columbia, against Coach Lucas, which sucks. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I think that I'd wake up once a week thinking about that. But when I'm awake and processing, I think about all the awesome times I had. I think about the time when we gave a freshman a bowl full of butter because um, he thought it was a bowl full of ice cream and we put sauce on it and everything. And, 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 and then we switched it because he had his already. And then he, <laughs> he ate, obviously, two because he was, he was a big kid and he liked to eat fast. So he, ate, he got about two, scoop, two bites in before he realized what was going on. 
And uh, like that's that good was, stuff. Yeah, that was, that's I mean, good stuff. Those are things you're going to remember, like when you're in your waking hours. <laughs> a Monarchs get a 49-21 win over Coastal Carolina down in Conway, South Carolina, to improve their record to three and three, two and zero oh in Sun Belt Conference play. And coming up on this Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show from Wild Wing Cafe, we've got a good show for you. We're going to be hearing from assistant head coach and running backs coach Tony Lucas. Also, here, here, if you've got a little one at home, I, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Tony. What's her favorite game to play with Daddy? Think about that for a moment, and we'll hear what Coach Lucas has to say about that. The little one, favorite game for the little girl to play with Daddy. Also on the way, the reigning Doak Walker National Running Back of the Week Award winner, Blake Watson. We'll hear from him. The ODU Bookstore in the house here at Wild Wing Cafe today. It's homecoming, and we're looking at a Hudson Blue turnout at Cornblow Field at Esprit Ballad Stadium. So lots to go, and lots of fun to still be had at Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake. The Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show up and running on the ODU Sports Radio Network. Hear that? That's the plumpest, juiciest hot dogs you've ever seen getting their grill on. But we both know what'll make it sound even better. Oh yeah, it's a Pepsi to go with your hot dog. Because when you're chomping on America's favorite meal, relish, mustard, and onions perfectly blending into a crescendo of flavor, there's only one thing that makes everything about that moment better. A cold, refreshing Pepsi. See what I mean? It's like music to my ears. Hot dogs. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. When it comes to your health, the best defense starts with a strong offense. Optima Health provides quality health plans for individuals, families, and businesses of all sizes. With our plans, you also get member discounts, wellness programs, and access to online tools to help you get healthy. Backed by our member services team, our members know we've got them covered. At Optima Health, we support our members on their journey to better health. Visit OptimaHealth.com for costs and coverage details. If you're considering starting or finishing your degree online, ODU Online is ready to work for you. Your success is our priority, and we're ready to help you meet your goals. Whether you want to finish your bachelor's degree or graduate with your Ph.D., browse over 120 programs and find one that matches your ambitions. And count on our support from before you enroll, through graduation, and beyond. Visit online.odu.edu slash team and get in touch today. That's online.odu.edu slash team. Your home for college football. Hop on the train, Hampton Roads. Old Dominion Football. ESPN Radio 94.1. Here's a handoff to Watson. Up the middle. Lots of room for Blake Watson. He is going to go. Blake Watson, second touchdown of the game. 58 yards. Touchdown, Old Dominion. Blake Watson. That's just like the last one. 25 yards. He wasn't touched. This one, 58. I don't think he was touched on this one either. It is the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show. Wild Wing Cafe buzzing on this Wednesday night. We do it Wednesdays during the football season, 7 until 8. Monarchs a win over Coastal Carolina, highlighted by Blake Watson's school record, 19-carry, 259-yard rushing performance. We talked about it with Blake, with the coach and everybody. It's an ensemble thing there, Coach, but still a mark to be celebrated. Broke the record set in 2009, the first year of ODU football. Quarterback Thomas DeMarco did a little running himself, went 224 against North Carolina Central. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really know how many he had. Um, you know, keep, people kept trying to tell me or, you know, those sort of things. So um, that, it was an impressive, impressive deal. It was, I mean, we only snapped the ball 51 times. I mean, that, that's that was, was amazing like, to me when I saw that stuff. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. And, and, and we only had eight offensive drives. You know, we averaged about anywhere between, you know, 12 and 15. So we had, we had half as many drives as we normally do. You know what I mean? And, and, and uh, you know, our, our shortest drive of the game, I think, was nine plays. Um, and and we, had, we had two plus territory punts, which was less than ideal. Um, but every single thing else was a touchdown, which was unbelievable, including every drive in the second half. I, you know, Coach Reno did a great job of making some second half adjustments, and the guys, uh, you know, they executed those for sure. And it wasn't just an offensive thing. We talked about the defense with the seven sacks, but Trey Hawkins, a career-high 10 tackles, he was named the Sunbelt Defensive Player of the Week and spoke with him today. We'll hear him on the Toyota pregame show Saturday before the homecoming game against Georgia Southern. And he was crediting his teammates. I mean, when one guy sets – a guy might get a lot of tackles, but the other guys behind him and around him are setting up those tackles, et cetera. But what a performance from Hawkins. I mean, that I think, you know, 
I talked about, you know, three of the biggest plays of the game. I thought one of the other biggest plays of the game was his, his uh, strip and fumble recovery. You know, that was on their first drive of the second half. You know, we're up 14-7. They think they're going to go down and score. I'm sure they went into the halftime and, and, and said, hey, we're beating ourselves and all that mumbo-jumbo and, all, you know, and all those sort of things. And, and we're going to just go out, we're going to score on this first drive, then we're going to stop and we're going to score again, you know, all those sort of things. And, and it didn't work out that way. So I thought that, uh, you know, Trey made a huge individual effort on that play to, to get that ball out. We talked about a lot of the numbers and the good feeling that came from that big win and the performance. Then you look at the tape after a win or a loss or whatever, the tape speaks the truth. What did you see on the tape? Uh, a lot of good things. You know, there was there were still some, obviously there's still some things that we got to get corrected and some things we got to get uh, fixed. Um, you know, particularly on special teams, there were some things we got to get uh, cleaned up, uh, which, like I said, is unusual. I mean, Coach Smith's special teams has been lights out now for, for one and a half years, you know what I mean? So, um, and, and it's not that we, I think that's probably one of the things, it's a little bit about expectations, right? Our expectations are so high for our special teams that, that we kind of judge them a little bit different. So, um, but in general, I thought that the tape looked, looked good. One thing I did want to see is I wanted to see energy. And I wanted to see um, us play more physical than them, and and I saw those two things. I told them if we if I saw those two things that that I thought we would like the outcome of the game, and 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 those two things you know were easy to see on tape. Especially early, the penalties were a bit of a problem. Nothing drives a broadcaster nuts than a third. I'm sure coach too. Third and long, and then you you get the personal foul that gives them a first down. Where's that fine line? Where's the gray area that says you want them to be flying around and aggressive? but you want them to be smart and not puffy. How, how, do you, how do you find that and how do you coach that? Because you don't want to coach them away from the aggressiveness because it's an aggressive business that they're in. But how do you keep them from getting the penalties? Or did they do nothing wrong on one of those roughing the passer penalties? You've got to be kidding me on that one. Uh, <clears throat> that's right. The coach can't say anything about the officiating here. I can say this. Okay, they, they threw the flag thinking it was targeting. When you find it's not targeting, you have to also find that it was nothing and you should pick up the flag. In their defense, they are not allowed to do that. Okay. And, and I knew that. And that's why I, I, I wasn't upset. If you notice, I was over there talking to the officials, and I was just telling them, I said, you guys are going to see that that wasn't targeting, and then we're all going to feel really stupid that they got a first down on that when – and it's only because they, they can't overturn that. And here's the thing. As the officials, I also understand why they threw that flag. They have to. They're trying to protect the game. Yeah. They're yeah. trying to not only protect the kids, they're trying to protect the game, right? The, the, the game of football, if those calls aren't made, can be under attack. So I understand why they're doing it, and, 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 and I respect that a lot. I just think we need to look at some of the rulings on what we do. If that is picked up and not ruled targeting, then it shouldn't be roughing the passer anymore, like and, you said. But, but, but as you said, that's a rule now. That they can't say that. No, they, they, they officiated that play absolutely 100% perfectly. I, I, I genuinely believe that. Do I think it was targeting ever? No. Do I see why they threw that flag, especially from the angle he had to throw it? 100%. Um, was I happy about that because I had a different angle? I would, I would say I was less than pleased. But, like, I, I, I think that overall that play was officiated very, very well. Now, the other ones, you ask where the line is, yeah, not it's, – it's, it's, it's the other side of getting a penalty. I assure yep, you of that. Okay. Yeah, the, the line is, uh, is not there. So we've got to not, we've got to not do that. Um, we, 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 we've got to eliminate the pre- and the post-snap penalties. Those are the, those are the penalties that, that – you know, you can't deal with. You can't accept pre- and post-snap penalties because that's about focus and discipline. You know, I had a quote today, and I'm going to butcher it, so I'm not going to say it, but it was from Seneca basically saying, you know, he, he was the master of, you know, he was most powerful as the master of himself, right? Like, who, if you have enough discipline, that's when you really have real power. Anybody, you know, who's put in a position of power can just boss people around. Like, that's not tough. You know what I mean? Like, I can just tell our players, hey, today, guys, we're just going to roll for 600 yards. Well, that's easy for me to say. I'm not doing it, right? I'm not like, you know, so that's easy. But if, if I'm asking myself of something like, hey, I'm going to run three miles every day for an entire year, like, that's, 
going to be discipline, right? Like that, you got you to make time for those sort of things and have discipline. We've got we've to have more discipline in, in those sort of things so that we don't have pre and post snap penalties. The penalties that occur within the heat of the game um, because your hand gets a little loose or those sort of things, hey, guess what? Those happen. You know, we got to play aggressive in those sort of things. But those pre and post snap penalties, they, they absolutely, those, those we have to eliminate. One of the things that I've noticed in Sunbelt play thus far, albeit just a two-game sample, is this is a conference that's going to be competitive, top to bottom, in, out, here and there. And that means there's going to be a little chirping going on, a little, get a little chippy here and there, sooner perhaps rather than later in, in, other, in other non-conference affairs. What do, you, do you like the chippiness? Do you like uh, someone having a little edge, getting a little puffy here and there? I like it when it stays in between the lines and in between the whistles. You know what I mean? I, I don't mind it when it's like that. Um, you got to remember that one of the things that makes this conference great and everyone loves about it is that we're all really close together, right? So we recruit the same kids, right? So a lot of these kids met each other on recruiting trips. They, they went to school together. They all got recruited together. You know, they all, you know, of course, they're all friends with each other on social media, which is just like mind-boggling. I don't know. I don't, you know, I, I, I tell people all the time, and this is a quote that people hate that I say. My, my mother and my wife are going to be angry that I say this quote. But I tell people a, a lot, like, I'm not, I'm not accepting applications for new friends. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 have, I have plenty. And, uh, and, but, like, these kids, they, they're always accepting applications. So, you know, they, they, they talk to each other all the time on, on, on Twitter and Instagram and, and, and all these other nonsensical things. And uh, It starts boiling up? Yes, yeah, because you can say some crazy stuff to somebody when you're three thousand, when you're when you're five hundred miles away from them, right? I mean, you can say some some ribald things that you would never say right to their face, and so I, I, so when you do, and then all of a sudden you're face to face with them, those things have to be dealt with a little bit. And I think that you know those are the things we've got to just be able to handle and understand that if somebody says something to me, you know, over the guise of social media, it, it, who cares? Like, move on. So I, I think we just need to be able to 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 go do better at that. Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show, Wednesdays at Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake Monarchs, gearing up for Georgia Southern on homecoming Saturday this week. We'll get into our Lexus look ahead with a look at the Eagles in just a couple of moments. Uh, one of the things you mentioned at your press conference today, I thought it was fascinating, and it maybe didn't 100% have to do with the Old Dominion program, but many others that we follow across the country, and it's about expectations and the, the rise and fall of expectations and how that can be very difficult to navigate, especially if you're winning consistently the expectations continue talk about that a bit like you did on monday yeah i mean i just think that you know sometimes um you get you get to a point where you know people you you become a victim of your own success right and 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 i think i'll give you an example of somebody who had that happen happen to him recently is paul christ right he 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 was so successful at wisconsin over and over and over again, even though the University of Wisconsin refused to get with the times and give him some of the resources he needed to and have the same resources as Ohio State and Penn State and Michigan and some of those sort of things. The fans kept showing up. Every, they kept winning and winning and winning, 9-3, and 10-2, and two, whatever. That all of a sudden, what happens? 9-3 and three and 10-2 and two aren't good enough. Well, they, they haven't gotten any... Nothing's happened to help him push over that limit. But the fans now, they get anxious. Well, now I want more. And, and, and a quote I always think about, or, you know, we always used to, we joke about it in the coaching staff all the time, is more, more is better, better, right? Like, like more is just better, right? The, the, the unbridled pursuit of more is something that happens in our country all the time. And you get sick of going 9-3. and three. You get sick of going 10-2. and two. And, and, and so what happens? I'll tell you what happens. Nebraska happens. And you go 15 years in the wilderness because you get sick of going 10-2. and two. You know what I mean? And so instead, you go through and you start losing a bunch of games because you want to win a national championship. You want to do this, all those sort of things. But, but it's, you, get, you become a victim of your own success. And, and I think that a lot of people have that happen. Um, I've been in places, and it's not, it has nothing to do with anybody. It's all of us, right? We all, I was part of it. I'm not saying I was... I was, I was there were games when we won at Penn State against a quality Big Ten opponent where we left the stadium and I felt like we lost. That's not, the, that's, that's, that's not the right way to go about it, is it? No. And, 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 and again, this, isn't, this, isn't, this has nothing to do with anybody. This has to do with 
you everybody gets involved in that. I, I was I was just I was just as bad as anybody else. I mean, there would be games where you know we'd score forty points, and I would I, and, and and I would wonder why we turned it over. I would this and that, and and, and you know that's not going to be good enough against this team, or that's not going to be good enough against that team. And and in, and what happens is you it's just a constant. It's a constant malaise, right? You, you, you keep going down and down and down, and you can't live like that. And what it really is, you talk about one and and I we and I believed it, but I didn't. I didn't live one and enough under those expectations. And so I think that's one of the reasons why I I preach about it so much because I personally did not do a good job of living that at the, at, at that, and I let those expectations get to me. So I know a firsthand account that that can happen. When nine and three and ten and two isn't good enough, that's a problem. That's a problem. Talk to the teams that are going three and nine or two and ten, and how much they'd give to get to that level. Expectations, always fascinating. Always fascinating hearing from Ricky Ronnie. It's the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show from Wild Wing Cafe. Still to come, we'll hear from Blake Watson, the National Running Back of the Week. Also. We will get some trivia going on here at Wild Wing Cafe. We'll have our Lexus look ahead toward Georgia Southern. But up next, assistant head coach and running back coach Tony Lucas. What's his favorite game to play with his little darling daughter? The answer coming up right here on the ODU Sports Radio Network. At Chartway, we know that it's important to support and give back, bring hope, and do good every day. We do this by raising over $14 million to help children facing medical hardship, by awarding $25,000 annually to Old Dominion's Athletic Scholarship Fund, and providing nearly $380,000 in awards to other Chartway student members. At Chartway, our people-first mindset is about doing what's right and what's kind, unlocking potential to help everyone thrive. Chartway, the official credit union of ODU Athletics. Knockoffs, copycats, imitators. They all share one thing in common. They always pale in comparison next to the true original. Just like the stylish and versatile Lexus RX. The crossover that paved the way for others. And it's still the best for one simple reason. Nothing else is as good as the original. See Priority Lexus of Newport News and Virginia Beach. High Val Industries has been proudly serving the military and commercial customers in the Hampton Roads area for over 35 years. High Val specializes in the hydraulic and mechanical repairs on all military and commercial marine vessels. The company's ability to perform efficient, high-quality workmanship and interact as a valuable team player has earned the respect and confidence of its prime contractors, partners, and commercial customers. That's why High Val and the Monarchs are a winning combination. Come join High Val in supporting all of your ODU teams. Look them up at www.highval.com. Your exclusive radio home for the college football playoffs and championship. ESPN Radio 94.1. Here's DJ Mack. He's going to keep it himself and wide open spaces. Touchdown, Old Dominion. Oh, DJ comes in and takes advantage of the opportunity, scoring for the Monarchs. They all collapsed on the run fit. They all went with the running back. The Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show continues as we gear up for homecoming 2022. Ted Alexander with Tony Lucas, the assistant head coach and running backs coach. Coach, good to see you. Always good to see you, Ted Howard. Thanks. Very well. Celebrating homecoming. We'll get into that in a bit. But uh, how's the family doing? Family's doing well. Baby girl's growing up way too fast. My wife's good. I'm always happy. What a week for the running game this past week as things came together. You've seen the entire puzzle being put together. What worked against Coastal? I mean, it was just us doing the same things we're doing every week up until this point. I mean, we did a great job of executing the game plan and, and fighting for the guys next to each other, and you saw it come up in a big way. How exciting is it to see everything fall like dominoes and suddenly you've got a running attack that's beating everybody? Oh, it's extremely exciting. You know, there was some frustrating the first couple games this season, you know, trying to get the running game going. But, you know, as we all know, it takes time to gel and see everything together, and those little details finally showed up for us. When you know what it can be, how difficult is it to be patient when it's not? That's probably the biggest challenge, knowing what we came from last year, you know, the success we had running the ball and, you know, basically having everybody back and not seeing it yet. Um, trying to keep those guys focused, you know, and make sure that they understand the plan still works and, you know, it's good to finally get that confidence back. We can see 
the stats. What did the tape show you about that performance? Did it look pretty good on tape? Oh, it looked great on tape. It shows you, you know, what happens when you get a dominant O-line play and you get guys doing what they're coached to do. I thought we played with better patience and, and technique, and it showed up. Blake had a heck of a day. He set a school record, 259 rushing yards. What was the key to his day? The key to his day was just being patient, you know, uh, the frustrations he had going into the game and, you know, just taking the coach into the field. You know, he's capable of doing it. You know, he's a 1,000-yard rusher last season, so, you know, he's waiting for that big breakout game, and he did it in a big way. It's also important to have guys backing him up that know what they're doing, the Wicks, the Sonnies. Tell me about their development. I think a game like Saturday's was good to, to get those guys more opportunities to develop. I think they've done a great job in, in their limited roles, but their roles come up big. You know, allows us to keep Blake fresh, and, you know, the trust that they've gained week in and week out is continue to show up as they continue to grow their games. Talking with Tony Lucas, the assistant head coach and running bass coach for Old Dominion, here on the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show. Back to Wild Wing Cafe in just a couple of minutes. What's your theory or your philosophy when it comes to coaching these running backs? I think for the most part it's keeping those guys, you know, focused and patient. You know, it's easy to get discouraged, you know, when a couple runs don't show up and, you know, you miss a run and then it's blocked great and because you got a little frustrated you missed your opportunity. You know, just staying consistent and being patient and understanding that it won't be that way forever. How important is it for guys to look at the tape and realize when they did something wrong and learn from it? Uh, it's extremely important, and you know Saturday was a great example of that. For all the good things that we did, obviously there are still things that we can grow from. You know, you have a big day rushing, and you look at some things on tape, and we left some more yards on the field that you know, obviously in a game like that, it didn't hurt us. But you know, moving forward, you know, it can. How cool is it to see the second and third level guys making blocks to make home run plays like that? Oh, that's the best part. You know, I talk to those guys on the perimeter all the time. You know, it's no different than a running back getting in front of a linebacker so Hayden can throw the ball down the field so those guys have their opportunity. So, you know, what's good for them, you know, becomes good for us. The better we run the ball, the more we can open the pass game. You got out of football for a while, got back into it. What do you love about this game and doing what you do? I just love the development of guys, you know, being around these guys, you know, watching them reach their potential and chase their dreams is probably the best part. It keeps me young. How do you keep the outside noise when things aren't going well from affecting what you need to do? Um, Just stay off social media, quite honestly. You know, when when you're focused on the next opponent and just the process itself and, you know, continuously looking for ways to improve as a coach and improve these guys as players, it's hard to be distracted by the outsiders. So much different than 15, 20 years ago in terms of having people hoot at you or whatever if you have a, have a rough game. Social media now has changed everything in terms of perception, hasn't it? And how, how do you navigate these type of waters with these guys that are so influenced by it? That, that becomes a challenge, and we're constantly looking for ways to get better. You know, be lying if we said that those guys are not on social media more often than we'd want them to. So just trying to balance that, you know, understanding that's the world we're in and just trying to, you know, continue to educate those guys about, you know, what to take in, what not to take in, and how to manage it. Homecoming this week, Georgia Southern. They've been playing well. Had a big win last week. Of course, went to Nebraska and won. What do they show on defense in terms of the running game? Uh, they show uh, a lot of guys. They'll rotate a lot of guys. They're hungry. They fly around to the ball, and, and they're pretty physical at the point of attack. So, you know, as long as we attack this week the same way we attacked last week, we, we should have a you know, pretty good shot to be successful again. How rewarding is it to see the light go on with the player when it comes to concepts or running or the, the ability to absorb film and those types of things? When you finally see someone start to get it, how cool is that? That, that, that becomes the joy that I look for. You know, obviously seeing a guy grow from a freshman and, you know, not knowing left from right and, you know, just trying to figure out where the locker room is and then see the game slow down because they've put in the time and, and you know, finally understand those concepts, like you said, and then the results show up. You know, it, it's the thing of beauty. Coach Lucas, what do you do when you aren't studying film and mentoring these guys and coaching football? What do you like to do to relax? I love playing with my daughter and just hanging out with my wife. You know, I mean, at, at this point in my career and in life, you know, I've done a lot of things. And, you know, obviously just being a homebody is probably the best part for me. What's your daughter's favorite game to play with dad? Peekaboo. <laughs> Always playing peekaboo. That's, that's, that's an easy one. Coach, we appreciate the time. Well done, and uh, have fun this week against Georgia Southern. Thanks, Dad. Appreciate you. Yes, a round of howls for assistant head coach and running back coach Tony Lucas. I love him on your staff. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's great to have, you know, 
his perspective all the time. I mean, that's why he's the assistant head coach. I go to him all the time about just such certain situations and bounce some things off of him and, uh, you know, get his opinion on, on some things. I thought for sure he'd say uh, his favorite game to play is, you know, boys are icky. Uh, <laughs> that's coming up in a couple of years, yeah, believe he's, me. he's going to have some problems, I'm pretty sure, on that one. But he, uh, you know, I, I, I love when his family comes around. Uh, she, she uh, I don't know what it is. Unless they're my kids, like little, little kids. I don't know if it's because I'm bigger or whatever. I, I, that's what I tell myself. It's because I'm bigger. Yeah. But they do not like me. <laughs> um, and it, it's, it, it kind of stinks because I actually like kids a lot. Like I think I, like I like, you know, maybe our – Kind of helps for a coach, doesn't well, it? Well, our maturity levels – I didn't say. <laughs> that, yeah, I think our maturity levels for like me and like four- to six-year-olds are pretty similar. So it's like <laughs> I, 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 I get along with them well, but they don't always get along with me. I think sometimes I'm too big. But, you know, it is great having the, the, all the other coaches' uh, kids around, you know, coming to practice and, and uh, you know, watching them grow up and seeing their personalities come out and, and those sort of things. You know, I love after the games, you know, they're all in the field playing and, and uh, you know, with, the, with their dads. And, and I think, you know, that's a pretty special time. Those are memories, again, like the dads may not remember, you know, all the, all the great play calls that they had or the great moments their players had. But, you know, they'll remember those moments with their kids on the field and, and, and that sort of thing. So that, that's, that's pretty awesome. Kind of brings us to our next question. Because it has to do with family and what you can do with family, your favorite kickoff time. We kicked off at noon in, uh, in Conway. Yeah, easily noon by a long shot. Noon's your favorite by easy, a long shot. Not even close. Yes. Wow, noon. Yeah, because I get all that time with my family afterwards. Like, at, you know, like I'm at the hotel the whole time. So a 7 o'clock game, you got to remember, like, all that time. While I, I appreciate the extra sleep, which is also awesome. Um, but I, I, the noon games and, and being able to go home, like, you know, this time, you know, we've, cause we, we got flew. home and it's still light out. Yeah. And we flew. Right. And so when we got back, um, I, I, I get back to the house and, and my, my wife and my youngest son are, are at hockey, um, like usual. Um, but my oldest son is there. And of course, the first thing he says to me is, Hey, you looked really angry on TV and you were sweating the whole time. And I was like, hey, these are like really constructive, you know? Um, but I, I told him we went to P Frank's, you know? So I was great like, place right. to go. Yeah. You know, so we went there and, um, that was, that was awesome. And I went in like, it was awesome. Cause I went in like sweats and like a sweatshirt and we just kind of sat down and watched the game a little bit. And then, uh, and then we were able to go home and, 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 and hang out and watch a little bit more football together and that sort of thing. We watched the end of the uh, Mariners, that Mariners game, you know what I mean, um, which for, unfortunately the Mariners lost. It was 18 that, innings, yeah, wasn't it? Was, yeah, they, I watched they that played too. Two, they played two games. Exactly. Right, yeah. So, um, you know, but that was – those are things I get to experience where it's if it's a night game, I get home and it's like, you know, they're either already in bed or they're going to bed, yep. you know, and then I get up the next morning and I get up around the same time they do or even earlier than they do and I'm back in the office, you know what I mean? So uh, by far, not even close, noon games, easily the best ones. Noon games. Yeah. How so many? What, what can you, can you do, can you, can, now I know the fans don't, the fans like the 3.30 games, I think, but um, can we get some, what do you think? You think you and I could, could get more noon games going or what? I'm not sure if I'm going to be on board. I, the breakfast tailgate, it's, I don't know, I don't know. Well, see, I don't tailgate either, Ted. Some of us are working. Well, work, I don't tailgate. Some of us are some working. Some of us are working. Yeah, yeah I never I mean, tailgate. I, I, didn't, I, didn't know that took, I didn't know you were allowed to go out and tailgate. Maybe that's why some of those calls are so exciting, huh? <laughs> there he goes. Suddenly it's pick on Ted Day at the Wild Wing Cafe. Glad to have the bookstore here. Glad to have everybody else here. Speaking of good stuff. And, and we're going to start thinking about that. Uh, Blake Watson wins the National Running Back of the Week Award. We're going to hear what he has to say about his performance. A school record setting 259 yards rushing. We'll give out some prizes. We'll also get our Lexus look ahead toward Georgia Southern. They're coming to our house for homecoming on Saturday. It's a Hudson Blue out. We want you to dress accordingly. And if you can't Make that fashion decision on your own. Folks from the ODU Bookstore are here at Wild Wing Cafe. They'll be on Kaufman Mall on Saturday. And, of course, they're open there in Monarch Way. So it's all coming up, part of the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show on the ODU Sports Radio Network. Hey, Monarch fans. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group is a proud sponsor of ODU Athletics. We've made it our mission to lend peace of mind. We know that every borrower is unique, and we're dedicated to putting you first at every step of the loan process to help you reach your home buying dreams from one home team to another. 
Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group, LLC, NMLS 72043, is an equal opportunity lender located at 600 Lynn Haven Parkway, Suite 100, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23452. It's no longer about answering the most emails or pulling the most all-nighters. It's about prioritizing what's most important. Hey, Lexus, give me directions to Eagles Peak Hiking Trail. Calculating route. That's why the Lexus NX has an interface engineered to understand you and an available 14-inch touchscreen that's simpler and more intuitive. The Lexus NX. See Priority Lexus Newport News and Priority Lexus Virginia Beach. Availability and accuracy of navigation system depends on many factors. Data charges may apply. Domestic Fuels and Lubes is dedicated to providing their customers with the highest quality products along with fast and courteous service. They have grown over the last 35 years to be the largest locally owned and operated petroleum distributor in Southeast Virginia and Northeast North Carolina. Whether you require motor oils or lubricants for your business, pumps and tanks for your construction projects, gasoline or diesel for your fleet, serving the maritime industry or heating oil for your home, you can take comfort in knowing that they are there. Visit DomesticFuelsAndLubes.com or call 757 545 100 to get in the game with domestic for all your football needs keep the dial right where it is now espn radio 94.1 and the ball off to watson off left tackle he's boosting through again down the far sideline it's a foot race for blake watson inside the 20 15 10 5 touchdown hall dominion how about 67 yards put it on the total for blake Touchdown, ODU! It's the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show. More with the coach at Wild Wing Cafe in just a moment. But first, our player profile is with Blake Watson, the newly minted single-game rushing record holder for Old Dominion University. How do you like the sound of that, Blake? Uh, it sounds great. I'm, I'm very blessed, and I'm excited to have the record. But uh, it's a team record. It's, it's for all of us. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited for everybody. When you got a chance to look at the tape, you probably – saw how much of a team effort it was, how the O-line and the wide receivers were all getting out there for you. What's it like when you think you had a great day, you watch it on tape and realize it was? Uh, it, it's, it's very nice to see because then you know we can do this every single week. Um, seeing everybody going out there and playing hard, it, it's very encouraging to see. and uh, it, It's good to see that everybody wants to play that hard. When you get the freedom to bust through the line and you see nothing but open spaces, nothing but teal grass in front of you, what's that like? Uh, it's a great feeling. It's a great feeling. Uh, it's nothing like it. There also were times when it wasn't all smooth sailing when you got out in the open. You had to make some dipsy doodles uh, on the way to the end zone. That adds to the degree of difficulty, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. But uh, you, you're always going to have somebody in your way. I mean, it's very seldom when it's just wide open green grass. So, yeah, you, you always expect to have to make somebody miss. Who is your favorite running back to watch these days? Ooh, favorite running back, maybe Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I'll probably give it to him. He catches it out of the backfield as well. You like doing that too, don't you, showing those hands? <laughs> yes, I do. What is it about this team now, confidence-wise, that you think will help not only this Saturday but for the rest of the season? Well, it's always important to have confidence. I mean, we go into every game feeling confident, knowing that we can compete with anybody. We don't care who it is. And um, just going into every single week with that confidence is, is going to take us as far as we want to go. How fun's this year been for you? you? You haven't been able to play in every game, and that's going to be a pain trying to get back, wanting to get back. But when you finally get back to be able to see the difference in the team, what's that like? It's a blessing to play in every game and in whatever game I can play in. So um, being out there with the boys right now is fun, and, I mean, it's going to be something that we remember for the rest of our lives. You ever think you had 259 in you? <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, crazy to get it, though. You know whose record you broke? Um, the uh, Thomas DeMarco. Yep. Exactly. Well done, well done. A quarterback in the first year went 224 against NC Central. You bested that against Coastal Carolina. What do you see from Georgia Southern on tape? Um, they're a good team, and um, they definitely play hard, and we're going to have to play hard, too, just to uh, win. So it's going to be a good game. The running back room, what's it like? Because you have some younger guys coming up trying to feel their way through things, and you probably have had experience doing what they're doing. Uh, how can you help them get better, faster? Uh, just tell them keep being patient, keep on working, keep on um, doing the fundamentals, keep listening to Coach Lucas, and um, they're going to be right here in my shoes. Maybe they're going to break my record. <laughs> when you aren't playing football, Blake Watson, what do you like to do to relax and get away from it? Ooh, 
probably just hang out with the boys. Um, watch um, House of Dragons. I mean, just yeah, hang out with the with the guys. Pre-game rituals. Any anything special playing on the iPod or uh, on the Spotify? Um, Kodak Black. Kodak Black's my <laughs> artist before the game. When you get the headphones going and you get plugged in, what what's it like to be in that zone and how? easy is it to stay in it once the game starts well it's, it's something that you know you're not going to have forever so you, you take every uh single minute of it and you you try to soak it in and um not take anything for granted how many people you hear from after the game saturday <laughs> a lot of people a lot of people hit me up that i haven't heard from in a long time <laughs> that's gonna cool, pretty, pretty cool isn't it yeah it's cool it's cool so homecoming what's that mean to you here at old dominion well, a lot of people are coming back, so, you know, we got to show out for them and we got to uh, show everybody what Old Dominion football is all about. Blake Watson, appreciate the time and have fun and uh, enjoy the record. Thank you. Appreciate it. Blake Watson, the record holder, Doak Walker Award winner as the national running back of the week. Your thoughts on Blake's performance? Yeah, I thought he played really, really well. I thought, as, uh, you know, the thing he did well is, you know, he was patient to the hole. He was, he was fast through it. Yeah. And then I think the other thing he did is he just made those third-level guys miss, you know. I mean, that 58-yard touchdown call that, you know, we talked about earlier, you know, he was able to stiff-arm the safety and, and, and score. Uh, There's a couple other guys he's making guys miss. He was really using his offhand really well, you know, the ball, that, the hand without the ball in it. So I thought he did a nice job there. But then he also he protected the ball, you know. I mean, those long runs, you know, there's, there's people coming from everywhere at all sides. And, and so to be ball secure in those situations uh, was also critical to the game. It's the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show. Our Lexus look ahead toward the Georgia Southern Eagles. That's next on the ODU Sports Radio Network. We love winners, and at the Virginia Lottery, we celebrate winning every day. Whether it's a small win on a scratcher or a multi-million dollar jackpot prize, we provide fun and entertaining games to our players. Hi, I'm Kelly G, Executive Director of the Virginia Lottery. As we cheer on the Monarchs this season, we want to remind you what the lottery is all about. Supporting Virginia Public Schools. The Virginia Lottery. A win for education. Rain on Big Blue and rain on Checkered Flag. As a proud sponsor of all things Monarch Sports, Checkered Flag is bringing its A-game by offering amazing new and pre-owned vehicles that are haggle-free, commission-free, and come with a three-day money-back guarantee. With over 17 brands to choose from and a new location on the peninsula, ODU fans know they can find the perfect vehicle to show off at the next tailgate. It's a match made in heaven. ODU, where winners play, and Checkered Flag, where winners buy. Team Monarch fans, if your game plan for this season includes buying or selling a home, we have you covered. Howard Hanna is an official real estate partner of Old Dominion Athletics. Howard Hanna is the number one family owned and operated real estate company in the United States with 20 offices and over 700 sales associates and employees locally. Howard Hanna delivers a winning strategy to help make your home ownership dreams a reality. Make your next move with confidence with our exclusive 100% money back guarantee. Get in the game with Howard Hanna. We'll get you more. This is the time for tailgating. This is the time for football. Old Dominion Football. ESPN Radio 94.1. 28-14, Old Dominion leading Coastal Carolina. Looking for more. There's a jump pass to Spencer. Touchdown, Old Dominion. DJ Mack is back. That's the T-ball over the middle pass. Spencer wide open because, like you said, they saw Matt come in, and they think, well, he's definitely going to run it again, and he didn't. DJ Mack, touchdown pass to Isaiah Spencer. Time for our Lexus look ahead, brought to you by your local Lexus dealer who invites you to test drive a luxurious Lexus today. Lexus, experience amazing. Coach, we've got about 30 seconds or so, so what needs to happen against a 4-3 and three Georgia Southern team to get to 3-0 and in the Sun Belt? Well, we gotta, you know, we gotta be able to run the ball again. We gotta be able to do those sort of things. We gotta protect the football. Uh, we gotta win first down on both sides of the, of the ball there. Um, and obviously, they've got a great quarterback and some great wide receivers. And, and, and so we've got to tackle well uh, when when those guys are in space. Uh, that quarterback does a great job of getting the ball out on time. But when we get a chance, obviously, we gotta bring him to the ground. There you have it, Coach. Appreciate the time here today. Best of luck on homecoming Saturday. Oh, thanks. That is Ricky Ronnie. Don't forget our coverage begins Saturday afternoon at 2.30 with the Toyota pregame show. And then it's the Monarchs and the Georgia Southern Eagles at 3.30. For the coach, Ricky Ronnie, this is Ted Alexander. Good night from Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake and the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show.
You've been listening to the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show. Special thanks to all our 12th Monarch fans for supporting tonight's show. We'd also like to thank our host location, Wild Wing Cafe, serving up hot wings, cold beer, and good times. Tonight's Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show was brought to you by Team Monarch Partners. Pepsi, the official soft drink of ODU Athletics. Pepsi, that's what I like. Cox Business. Cox Business Cloud Solutions offers a suite of cloud services to help you get the most out of your IT environment. Learn more at coxbusiness.com slash cloud. The Virginia Lottery, $11 billion to Virginia's K-12 public schools since 1999. The Virginia Lottery, a win for education. ODU Online, home or away, ODU Online makes it easy to take your classes with you. Visit oduonline.edu slash team to learn more. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group. Atlantic Bay lends peace of mind by putting you first every step of the way. Optima Health and Centera Healthcare. At Optima Health, we improve health every day by providing members with quality, cost-effective health care. And Chartway Credit Union. Chartway awards $25,000 every year to the ODU Athletic Scholarship Fund for our student-athletes' pursuit of excellence. Chartway, the official credit union of ODU Athletics. Broadcast coverage of the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show is authorized by ODU Sports Properties, a division of Playfly Sports Incorporated, and is intended solely for the private use of our audience. Any rebroadcast or other use of the accounts and descriptions without the expressed written consent of ODU Sports Properties or Old Dominion University is prohibited. The Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show is a presentation of ODU Sports Properties in association with ESPN Radio 94.1, your home for ODU Sports and Max Media. Follow all your favorite Old Dominion University sports anytime, 24 hours a day at odusports.com. This is the ODU Sports Radio Network.